It's another Sunday night in comedy, and this week the panel is in absolute beast mode. We've got four of our favorite headliners and returning friends of the show taking over the comedy scene from coast to coast. New showcases, cross-country tours, and career-defining albums. It's a who's who of comics making their own moves and calling them shots themselves. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Check it. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming everywhere in the world where there's the internets on Global News Online. And as ever... Brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Sure, the apocalypse might be on the way, but damn, do those frames look good. That's right, we are possibly all going to die, but it is an excellent week in comedy. I've got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. We have, I know we always say this, because listen, it's pretty much always true, but this week we really do have an absolutely stacked panel. We got four headlining comics, all the way from out in Van City to right here in the six. We got comics just basically doing their own things and running their own careers. We got new showcases starting. We've got albums decade a decade in the making. Uh, we've got a cross-country tour that's completely independently produced and promoted. It's all right here, Vince. we got a stacked show tonight. Yeah. What are we calling it? Comics like a boss. Comics Four like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. Because these, the, these comics are... Listen, that's the interesting thing that's been going on in Canadian comedy, really, the last few years, is comics just... It's like the lunatics took over the asylum. I probably can't call the episode that, but uh, no, that's what's happening. It's comics just going, you know what? I'm just going to do this stuff myself and build it myself. And that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing comics just running the show. So we got, we're going to go start things out in Vancouver on the West Coast, check in with what's going on there. Uh, Aaron Aria out in Vancouver has started a brand new showcase that highlights sort of some of the best of the best venues and comics in this country. Uh, and then we're going to, Flip it back home to Toronto. We got some albums, a cross-country tour to talk about. Lots of stuff. The bases are loaded right here on Inside Jokes. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. You're not the boss of me now. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course coast to coast, Canada wide on Global News Online. Brought to you as ever by our friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you scroll through terrifying news apps more clearly. How about that? Speaking of coast to coast, we're going over to the West Coast right now. We're going all the way up to Van City where we've got Aaron Aria joining us on the line, which, uh, how you doing, man? It has been, as the kids say, a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, you guys were uh, you guys were super supportive when we started. Now we're almost a year in. It's good to be back with you guys. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, we had you on. I would say what we're calling mid mid pandy. It just sounds more <laughs> fun and jaunty that way. Was that Omicron time or what was, was uh, I think that was even maybe Delta times we had you in. It's hard oh, to way say. back. But we got to make we have to make make it more fun and look at that. And go oh, we're the, <laughs> weren't those bygone times. But of course, you are almost hitting the one-year anniversary of Joker's Canada. So, I mean, this this is a showcase that you started originally. 
of course, things kind of were up and down during all that. But you started this originally just to sort of highlight some of the best venues in Canada for live to watch live comedy, some of the best comics working in this country today, some comics who obviously I think you producing this show think that more of us should see and know about because that's, of course, always the name of the game in Canadian stand-up. So for our listeners now, I mean, those of us, our listeners that that didn't tune in last time you were on here, and of course the show was a lot newer back then, but what's sort of Jokers Canada all about right now as you head towards this this one-year mark? Yeah, Dean, I think, yeah, you nailed it. So I think, you know, when we started, it was uh, out in the outskirts of what we thought was the pandemic, but to your point, it kind of came back as a sequel no one wanted. And uh, we we just started partnering up locally here in British Columbia with some of the venues that, you know, may or may not be known for comedy, typically not. And then also just giving people an opportunity to laugh. Like it was heavy, right? Life was heavy. We'd lost some of our clubs. Comedians needed a place to perform. So you kind of put all that in a, in a pot and mix it up and, and you spit out Jokers Canada. So that's sort of what it was and what it's grown into in the last year. I think it's probably exceeded my expectations in terms of just how well uh, it's been received by the people here, people who buy tickets, the feedback we're getting, the organic growth we're getting, uh, a lot of the response from the comedians as well, and most importantly, the venues. I, I mean, without them, that's kind of our secret sauce. So these are awesome venues that we partner with, and, and they've been giving us some good feedback as well. So we're a year in, and you know, we're looking to grow and do some more stuff next year, but pleased with how things have gone in the first 12 months. Well, and it is kind of, you know, it's one of those projects that sort of points to one thing we've always hammered in on this show, which is, you know, Canada doesn't have that quote unquote star system. So in Canadian comedy, it's funny for us because there's so many comics who we know of and to to us, they're all household names and we know how brilliant these comics are, but it's always the struggle to just try and get, you know, our own homegrown audience to, to know some of these names and to see some of these faces. I do think, and this is something we've been talking to about a fair bit on the show recently, I do think there has been sort of this sea change in Canadian comedy the last couple of years where comics kind of in this country kind of finally figured out just how to like take their own careers into their own hands, build their own audiences, start their own projects and not wait for the green light from any sort of gatekeepers anymore necessarily. Comics have just gone out there and started building them the self them, themselves, this stuff themselves. For you, does it seem more possible now to reach out to an audience and to build your own brand like this and just kind of do your own thing independently? It seems like it's more of an artist-driven industry right now. I think so for sure. I think, I mean, obviously with social media and all and all the tools there, you're narrowing the gap and maybe what would have existed 20 years ago. So we take advantage everywhere we can then. But for sure, I you know, I I try not to. I remember I did a show with Ian Bag. I'm a comedian as well, obviously. And, and I did a show with Ian Bag. And I remember he told me after, he said, you know, Canadian comedians should focus more on the opportunities that you have or, or create more opportunities. Uh, him being a Canadian comedian that now has done quite well for himself. So, you know, I try to, you know, if there are any negatives, turn them into a positive and uh, just focus on control what we can control. Yeah. And fortunately, that's been working. And I think also you mentioned kind of the last few years, it, there has sort of been that change and shift. I think to a lot of the comedians credits, whether here it's in Vancouver or, or a few shows in Toronto and, and Alberta as well. I mean, the amount of solid producers we have as comedians is quite impressive. Everything we've learned at Jokers is from everyone else. Like we're just sort of a, a byproduct of everything I've seen everyone else do. And in some cases not do as well. Um, but, you know, you learn kind of through osmosis. So I think everyone deserves a lot of credit there. Well, I think, I mean, not, not to say that there is too much of a silver lining about the last couple of years, but if there was, in a way, it was that, because I think it did force a lot of Canadian comics, comics that have been at this for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, doing the hustle, doing the grind. But I think it put a lot of comics into a corner where they kind of had to go, 
I can't wait however long it's going to take for the festivals to be back on again or for the comedy clubs to reopen. I just have to figure out a way to build this stuff myself. So I think it just, the timing on that forced comics to do something that they were kind of chomping at the bit to do for years already. And I think what we see now coming out of that with this sort of reopening of everything, you look at Canadian comedy now and it's, it's completely different. It's all of the festivals and albums and tours that are happening. It's pretty much all stuff that comics started themselves. It's awesome. It's uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's even, it's even stuff like what you guys are doing too. I mean, the spotlight you're providing on Canadian comics is, you know, I don't know how long your shows around, but I'm not sure if that would have been something that existed five years ago either. So we're getting it from all angles. We're getting a ton of awesome media coverage here. We're not paying for it. We're not, we're, we're barely even asking. We're just sort of people at shows and they're saying, you know, we'd love to tell your story. So we're seeing it as well. And yeah, you know, hopefully the best is yet to come. I will be honest with you, Aaron. I mean, thank you for saying that, but to be completely and brutally honest with you, seven seasons of this show, Vince and I are literally just trying to get a free pair of Hakeem optical glasses. <laughs> Comedy yeah. is whatever. We just want some free glasses. And this was the only way to try and do that. And it's been seven years. I think, I think, I think we're close. It is kind of funny though. Even talking I have about 2020 comedy. vision, by the way, I just stole all my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, uh, I, it is funny though. Even, you know, even the comics we were talking to this summer when, when JFL finally came back in its full form in Montreal and it was, you know, back to being this, huge behemoth of a live festival for everybody in comedy that festival and festivals like it were always all about go there be seen be signed that was it it was like a that was a good credit that you needed to take that next step forward you wanted those bookers and agents and producers and promoters to see you on stage you wanted to get picked up by management and you wanted to get the good gigs obviously that's still a thing that still was a part of that festival but this year the mood with canadian comics was very much we just want to go and hang out in the green room with other comics again. And we just want to go yeah. rip off each other and be comics again, because everybody stayed working. Everybody, you know, pumped out albums and specials and did a lot of digital content. Comics just wanted to be in the room with other comics again and just living that actual, cause it's a lifestyle gig. It's, it's, it's a job that's kind of life, life consuming. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think we, we see that here. I noticed more in Toronto cause I, like I said, I was there a few months ago and I did feel it a little bit more there. I think, I think also Ontario was hit a lot harder too with the pandemic. Like we were able to operate here under some kind of brief, you know, 50% or distance or whatever it was. We tried to stay open for a lot of the pandemic. Obviously some months we were closed, but I think some of the areas that were hit harder, I, I do notice sort of that camaraderie that's kind of come back uh, stronger than maybe some of the other areas, but no, I hear you. And, and it's great. It's awesome. It is kind of true. I mean, same with, you know, the comics we would check in in Alberta because for the most part they were like, what pandemic, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, just, they do their own thing. That's what I love. Yeah. You know, I mean, Alberta was always, I mean, that's, and that's it's our Texas. There are Texas. And they're yeah. also like the road work Holy land. It's like what you get paid for doing all these. <laughs> I, I did shows last year in, in slave Lake and, and some, you know, awesome places, places I never thought I'd go. And, and I hear you on the, on the what pandemic part, they, uh, they were awesome. They kept going and, you know, teach their own. It, it worked for them. So that's also the first time I've ever heard anyone say Slave Lake and awesome places. I never thought I would get to go. All <laughs> I want to get rebooked. I want to get rebooked. There we go. Aaron, Aria, before we let you go. So where can where can people find out what's happening with Jokers Canada? Find you online. 
upcoming shows, all that good stuff, man. Yeah. So, I mean, first off, it's, it's been an awesome year. So thank you again to you guys and the comedians and the venue partners and, and most importantly, everyone who's bought a ticket. We're approaching our one year next month. So what we're doing is we're lining up shows at all of our flagship venues, which are three kind of reoccurring locations that we work with. So the Rec Room, Burnaby, which is awesome. Havana Theater, which is super intimate and kind of, we call it Vancouver's best kept secret because some people go there for the first time and love it. And then the Roxy, which is, you know, probably Western Canada's number one bar, most famous bar. So yeah. we're doing shows there all, all next month. You can follow us on at Jokers Canada or jokerscanada.ca. Find out the dates and we're going to be doing some fun stuff around that kind of one year to be rolled out in the next week. So looking forward to that. Awesome. Check out Jokers Canada. Look for upcoming shows. Aaron Aria out in Van City. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Vince Dean, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon, man. Cheers. Listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I'm at the sock and I don't know why I just did this. Good. Rebecca Black thing. I don't know why there's so much singing on this week's episode. I'm very jaunty. I don't know why, but of course you are listening. Well, maybe you aren't anymore, but you are listening to an all new Inside Jokes, of course, brought to you as ever by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, because the planet is getting hotter and so are your selfies. Thank you again to Aaron Aria out in Vancouver. We're flipping it back home to the six now. We got two of our favorite headliners Back on the show with a cross-country tour that they completely built themselves, the Brown Bag Tour. We got our friends Ron Jossel and Sean Paul on the show. How are you doing? Good, What's going man, on, man. Dean, how are you, Vince? Long time no Good to see, see Dean. Good to see Vince, or should I say Uncle Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stamos. Stamos. <laughs> It's like Mentos, but not not such so much a fresh maker. But yeah, you guys, I mean, Ron, we haven't talked to you in, in quite a while. I mean, I know you're you're a busy guy. You're all over the place. Jean-Paul, you're kind of like, you're like Synagoga now, who's also on the show later on. You're like, you've become like our John Goodman to our SNL. You're just kind of yeah, there in the wings at all times. We have you on all the time, but it's great. I mean, but you always have these new projects that we're talking to you about. We haven't heard about this tour yet. So, I mean... And it's kind of nice to see two headlining comics like yourselves that have worked together for all these years, just two old friends in the industry, just kind of, I like to think that this tour just kind of happened by you guys going, eh, let's do this. Let's just go out together and be road dogs just for the fun of it. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much literally what happened that, you know, Ron and I just happened to be talking. And then what, what we enjoy most about this tour is one, we know it's going to be funny. It's going to be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the best part about it is, there isn't that awkward energy backstage. Like we just get to just focus on being funny and hitting the stage and making it the most for by being ourselves uh, off and on stage. So it's been dope. Comedy, comedy. Normally, you if you're not a famous comedian, you're dealing with two other comedians you may not know, you may not vibe with. You just do it as work. Yeah. But if you if you, you sometimes once in a blue moon you get to work with your friends, which is really rare. So we said if we've been doing this for 25 years, we're over 40, not that much over 40, and fresh, fresh. We might as well do it with people we enjoy 
doing comedy with like uh and it just makes it more funner and at an older age we gotta actually have fun doing this uh because a lot of comics can get bitter and this is a way not to be bitter doing comedy well i think i mean and i'm sure you've both done it i mean one of every comic's worst nightmares being stuck in some town you don't want to be in sharing a motel room with some comic that you don't get along with and just having those nightmare gigs and you're so far from home and at this point in the game i mean after all these years with so much skin in the game i mean Ron, I know you're always constantly all over the map. We haven't talked to you in a while. Jean-Paul, every time we have you on the show, you're spinning all these different projects. I feel like at this point in both your careers, you can be a lot more selective now about what gigs you want to do and where you want to go. So it's nice to see you guys just go, let's do this tour together for fun and make it our own thing. And it's completely just all about doing what we want to do at this point. Well, it's also showing what we, like our comedy is all about us. So Jean-Paul would yeah. be me if I had, if I got married, had kids and stayed in, in the city and John, and I'd be more like John. I'd be and like, I would be like Ron if I never got married. I'd be all over the world just like he is, and you know, killing yeah, the game so, internationally. You know, so yeah, and 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 they get to see two people that have two different experiences that are still relatively, uh, you know, younger in spirit. Yeah, <laughs> our energy. You know what I like? Our our, our energy is dope, and uh, we're still very much relevant. You know what I mean? And I also think uh, what we give, uh, and I hate to use the term flavor because it's two ethnic dudes, but the flavor that we we provide on stage and the energy we provide on stage has been nothing short of, you know, phenomenal and just. Well, just if comics got to choose who got to, who, who they work with, the shows would be a lot better because their energy already is positive. Yeah. yeah. You with someone that you don't like to work with, 100% is never yeah. gonna be as great as someone that you do love. And yeah. it is true. And I mean, audiences are audiences pick up on that. And I mean, for a show like this, when you guys are doing this brown bag tour, it's like, yes, you do. You both have very different voices on stage and very different, distinct comedy, but audiences can tell it's like we, these are two, you're, they're getting a double headliner show and it's two yeah, comedy that you can yeah. very much tell are just friends that have been in the game for so long after all these years. And we have a, a young new host who is vibrant. He's all about the TikTok, the videos, the see, the social, social media. media. Yeah. He's amazing MC. And he's one guy that the industry has kind of looked past and we we're like, this guy's killing it on his own, doing his own show, selling up his own venues. And we're like, you gotta, you gotta get on this tour too. So why not reach back? Yeah. We just reach back. And uh, so we got big norms on the show, big norm, uh, norm Alkinsell, you know, yeah. doing his thing. So, and it's been, it's been great. You know, we do a lot of laughing, which is, which is the best part. So that, that's like, what it should be. You know, that, I mean, you know, comedy is, it's a strange gig. It's a lifestyle gig. It's, you know, you're, you're always far from home. You're working in clubs, you're working in bars. It's night times. it's weekends. It's you constantly have to hustle and grind. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that joy in it, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, it's like, it's comedy. It's that yeah. you should be having fun. Yeah, doing why, why can't we enjoy as much as the audience? That's what exactly. I mean. exactly. As much as they're going to be laughing more than us, I'm going to enjoy hanging out with the, the guys before we do the show and after the show and the whole show all together. So I don't want to be the one that's not going to be as happy as them. That's my yeah. goal. Be a lot of it. A lot me. of it is uh, some of this is for me, too. You know what I mean? It's all for yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah. for yeah. All the jokes <laughs> are like, it's about me. You know what I mean? So, this well, is I mean, about. after, and I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's the love of the game. I mean, after so many years in comedy and it's very obvious, especially with this tour, that you both just still are so much. You're just as in love with it as you always have been. And you oh, have yeah. fun. I mean, even after this many years this many theaters and festivals and traveling all over the place and sold out theater shows and da, 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 da. 
is there still that exact same high from just making an audience just yeah. absolutely destroying an audience is do you still get that same high well, I, get, I, I get it through these shows so the shows that were just booked my agent books me and I'm in the middle of nowhere of course I'm not going to be as happy I'll find a way to make it fun but if I had my choice this would be the show I'd put together whether or not I'd be making money or or not because this makes me happy yeah. That's, you're going to feel it right away. And at the end, look under your chair. There's going to be a treat. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if I actually if I actually had to give an example, uh, we just did a show last week in Hamilton Brown Bag. And yeah. uh, the Saturday show for me was probably the closest show to just, you know, feeling the freest I felt in a long time and, and not feel like I was being selfish towards the audience. You know, it was just so much fun. I felt so light um, and, and it was great. It was, it was refreshing to be able to just cool do a show. And doing double headliners is the person that the person goes first, <laughs> the person that's my uh, Filipino accent slip. That's, that's a real thing. I really <laughs> don't sound like this normally. Um, I pay a lot of money in a speech therapist. So anyways, uh, <laughs> uh going going when the person whoever goes first gets to experiment more yeah and the goes last has to learn how to knock it down so we yeah. we both flip-flop but both both positions help you in different ways one knocks it out of the park when you really need to and the other one gets to enjoy a little bit and experiment try new stuff no one gets to relax on this show no matter <laughs> no matter what position if you're going first you know there's no relaxing because you know who's coming after you and you got to at least look good and uh if you're going after you know who's coming before you so there's there's no relaxing no, on this show it's it's awesome. relax either they're just too into this yeah yeah. Awesome. yeah so you either have to set up the whole tone for the night or make sure you kill it to close it off it's there's the pressure's on either way oh, yeah it's sure. great it's I, awesome I, it's funny, too, that you guys mentioned, you know, you brought on Big Norm, uh, who we've had on this show before, but you brought him on as host. And it's funny how you mentioned, you know, he's blowing up on TikTok and all this viral content. Uh, we got Mark Anthony on the show later on. Synagoga, yeah. Online Shout sketches and all that. It is kind of funny, though, because, you know, that's a big conversation in Canadian comedy right now. The approach to the industry has changed a lot, of course, because people are reaching out to audiences now on those online platforms and blowing up virally before they start trying to tour or anything like that. This is kind of a throwback to the way you both came up, which was the true root in Canadian comedy was getting out and pounding the pavement. You had to be yeah. a road dog. You were a road dog and a club comic. And those days have changed a lot. So this is kind of also a throwback in a way to what Canadian comedy was always about, which was kilometers, basically. We're still road dogs. We're just we're just a little more eloquent with it. It's not always in the car. Sometimes we fly and sometimes we take a nice, comfortable business class train. But we're still pounding the pavement, like you say, because uh, it's a it, Canada's a great, great comedy country. And we want them to know all the flavors that this country offers, which is myself, Jostle, Norm, you know, everybody else that we've also had on the show open for us and stuff like that. And we just want them to know that this, we also this, want to show more to Canadian we, comedy than we also Canadian, want to you know. reflect what's going on in uh, like through the demographics. Like this is yeah. what you see in most cities now, you know, and it's, you know, it's something that um, they will appreciate because Sometimes when you don't have a representative for, for a culture or a face, the other side doesn't know what's out there. So why not show it? You know, so the places don't see people like us get to see it. And the people that do see us get to embrace it and say, this is something we 
we resonate with. And we've never seen before. Like what I love most about it, Hamilton is Ron doing, you know, being authentically Filipino. And and I, I obviously have the, uh, the the slight cheat that my wife's Trinidadian and that with the accent. So I get to break out into a different accent. They might not have ever heard before. And they're like, oh God, I love this. I don't even know what this is, but, you know, this is great. So <laughs> we authentically represent us, our community, our experiences. And and ultimately, that's what I think great comedy is and, and, that, and that's what the brown bag is all about you know changing face of comedy changing faces of the demographics changing face of canada always has to be something that you have to represent yeah you know, everybody will have regular shows but you know some shows you want to have a little different and say yeah. this is what the demographics is changing and looking like now and back to us pounding the pavement. That's part of the that's one of the levels of why we call it the brown bag tour, because we're brown bagging it. We're we're working class dudes. We're immigrant kids. We know what it's like to have to brown bag it and Ziploc and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, that's how, you know, we approach it, you know, in the rap style, where it's like get the bag and you know, we got the money in the bag and we take yeah. it we're out, you know, and and also, you know, um, our reproductive systems are also brown. You know what I mean? so there's also <laughs> that mine. brown bag. I'm neutered. That's, that's that brown bag that you got to contend with as well you know yeah. so the game is the game baby yeah, yeah i mean there's layers to this like a wedding cake you know? <laughs> it is it is it is like i feel like that's something that gets lost right now in co in canadian comedy too because you get a lot of comics coming up now in especially in a hub like toronto you can get very comfortable killing it for the same crowd in the cab space at comedy bar every single week but once you go outside of that and try and step outside of that comfort zone, then you kind of lose float. And I think it's really important for comics to get out there, strike out into new places, work with a new audience, because that's that's what it is. That's what it's all about, is just getting out there and putting in that FaceTime with different crowds and being able to adapt to any stage. Well, Correct, that's the man. thing. We, we're, we're, we're comics that work in the city, in the showcase cities, and we're comics that hit the road. So doing both allows both audiences to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. There we go. Listen to that. Two headliners. Before we let you go, where can we find some upcoming dates? And I know you do have a show coming up here at home in the 6th on November 6th. I know that's coming up. Uh, Jean-Paul and Ron Jossel. Uh, Jean, we'll kick it to you first, man. Where, where can we see this show coming up and find you on? Uh, this show you can check out Sunday, November 6th, and it's going to be at the Dawn on Danforth, which is 15 Chisholm Avenue. And uh, you can check out www.universe.com and uh, just type in the Brown Bag Comedy Tour and you'll see our ugly mugs pop up. Your brown bags. That our brown bags. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there we go ron jossel where can we find you online coming up on stage all that good stuff man all right well at ron jossel one would be my ig and my my tiktok and my facebook so all my dates are going to be posted on there i used to have a website nobody goes on it anymore so everybody <laughs> goes on my ig and uh yeah so you know what we should do at the very end of our show? A bunch of brown Pilates balls should fall from the ceiling. Hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of Pilates balls, check me out at Jean Paul Comedy at Jean Paul Comedy on IG, and uh, you'll get all my Pilates balls all over. My <laughs> all of the balls coming <laughs> coming at you in real time. Ron Jossel, Jean Paul, thank you so much to our audience. Do not miss the Brown Bag Tour, and it's of yeah, course November six. And thank you guys for always supporting us and uh, oh, allowing us to give us a voice too. So, uh, and if you guys are coming to the show, let us know so we can get you guys hooked up. We got Eat soon, man. Yes, yeah. I understand. It's all coming. It's all coming. It's all coming. There we go. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's awesome to see a tour like this happening. November 6th at the dawn on Danforth, right here in the 6th. We'll be right back with more inside jokes.
Hey, it's John Paul, the island hipster. And while I'm trying to avoid the Omarion virus and not catch the Rona, I'm listening to my people on Inside Jokes on 640 AM. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, streaming all over the planet on Tay Internets, on Global News Online. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Because who wants to slap a comedian with such a sexy pair of glasses? Thank you again to Ron Jossel and John Paul. Don't miss them. Their brown bag tour November 6th at the Dawn on Danforth here in Toronto. But now we're checking in with another... Great friend of the show. This guy's all over the place. He's blowing up in viral videos. He's out on tour right now in the West Coast. Uh, and he has also an upcoming album coming out, which is after, I think, like, this is like a decade of skin in the game that's gone into this thing. Our good friend of the show, Mark Anthony Synagoga. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Every time we talk to you, which is, you know, pretty often we check in with you on this show. But every time we talk to you, you got something different going on. Of course, this past summer... It's funny, I was talking to another comic, Drew Grav, actually about this the other day, because I knew you were coming up on the show again. We had you on this summer, and of course, you were, you know, plugging those Uncle Doug videos, Uncle Dougie Ford, which have blown up to a point where I almost have to imagine at this point, you're just like, oh man, stop asking me (laughs) to do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to lock it in with him, but he says he doesn't want to meet up, which is pissing me (laughs) off, but... He told me after he wins he, the election, he's like, yeah, I'm down to meet up. And I'm like, okay, let's let's meet up somewhere. And then uh, two weeks later, he's like, listen, we thought it over. No chance. And I'm like, I'm going to get the rip best and you're going to show up whether you like it or not. And he just <laughs> didn't meet me. I told him, I'm like, I'll be at Etobicoke Rip Fest. I know you're going to be there. And he's like, I'm not going to be there. I'm like, you'll be there. <laughs> Wait, you were actually contacting <laughs> him about this? Yeah, yeah. I was texting him back and forth. I, I got his number through a friend of mine. And we were texting him to do like a meet and greet and he's yep. ghosted me. So I'm, I'm pissed off that I uh, can't even meet this guy. I got to just go to one of his events. I don't know. So he's, but he's been, he's seen these then at this point, right? I mean, somebody's had, yeah. To, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's damn funny stuff. You've even been on this show as him before, but this isn't uncle Dougie. This is Mark Anthony. So you're on tour right now. What's a little bit about uh, what that tour is all about. Cause I mean, you're, you're a busy guy when you're not doing, cause I know you're also, uh, you and Austin Alexander, you and Nima Naz, you guys always, you guys have been blowing up online with these sketch videos, not just your uncle Dougie stuff, but you got a whole slew of viral videos. You were just traveling around Europe. You just got married. Yep. You're a busy guy. You're all over the place. What's this tour all about right now? This is uh Nima Naz's I'm your sugar daddy tour. Um, we're on the last stretch here. We're in Vancouver. We've sold out <clears throat> pretty much every show on the tour. Um, I, yeah, pretty much, I think, every show. And this weekend, we do uh, Hamilton and Toronto, and those are the last stops. It's just been it's been great, man. Uh, watching Nima has been inspirational, man. This guy's selling out venues, bypassing all the clubs and doing it a little bit uh, unconventional. And, you know, he holds all the power because he's got the demand, and he's filling up every place from coast to coast here. So I haven't seen a comedian do that personally. Like, I've only seen tricks do that in toronto with like absolute on off nights and yeah um nima's doing this from coast to coast and it's it's crazy two shows a night in calgary and edmonton you name it right so it's pretty wild and it's i mean it points to exactly what we've been talking about this whole episode including with 
JP and Ron Jossel just now. I mean, their their tour, the brown bag tour that they have going on, but points to exactly what we've been harping on, which is what's going on in Canadian comedy right now, which is just comics self-producing their own tours, comedy labels, albums, festivals, specials. And it's kind of like comics running their own business at this point. Comics just managing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the content is 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 king, man. It just gives you the leverage to be able to just bypass this fake ladder that's been implemented by old comics who run clubs, um, loser producers and booking agents that, you know, take too much. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it is true. I mean, it's, it's sort of this change that's sort of happening right now. Didn't happen overnight. This is the product of years and years and years of comics doing this. I think we just kind of reached this tipping point the last couple of years where comics just went to hell with it, man. I'm just going to start doing this stuff myself, even for you. So you have your, you have your, debut album coming up which is funny because way before we even you know a lot of our listeners of course know you from your your sketch content your viral videos in canadian comedy we always knew you for your theater shows i mean your funny man label for years you were selling out theater shows and putting on galas and showcases you were always this fringe character in toronto comedy because you were like the king of the suburbs comics would get booked on your shows it would always be like a sold out theater crowd those were always good shows to go and play. So we knew you as that. We knew you as this comic that was also a host, producer, booker. How much of a different animal is this album for you about just being, this is Mark Anthony as a stand-up, but this is stuff that you've been honing for all these years in comedy? I mean, it's great. I'm a, it actually bothers me a lot on how many people just view me as someone who doesn't do stand-up or are shocked that I've been yeah. doing it for so long. And uh, when I started producing, the whole thing was to use it as a bargaining chip and to give myself more stage time. So the goal was always stand up, you know? So um, it, it's great. I'm, I'm happy that I can finally put out uh, a solid album that I'm proud of. I mean, I, I recorded it a few times and wasn't happy with it and never put it out. Um, but now I'm at a different point in my life where the jokes aren't authentic anymore as I say them, because, you know, they're all about living in Nona's basement, this kind of thing. So now that I'm married and out of the house, I can't be having a ring on my finger being like, so, you know, I'm living in my Nona's basement. like. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, yeah. I don't, you know, I had to retire them and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been great. I, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It is funny too, that you say like, cause so many comics will just die on their age old honed gold. But it's like, if you're just saying a rehearsed thing, if you're just up there doing a monologue and it's comedy that isn't authentic to you in that moment, and there's nothing sort of current and topical for your life about it audiences can smell that man audiences are smarter than we give them credit for they can tell if it's just it's that old adage of like so the other day i was out walking but this comic wrote that bit three and a half years ago you know yeah yeah and exactly. audiences can pick up on that so i mean it's nice to see yeah and a lot of comics that viewed you as sort of this producer this booker it's like nah man this is material that you've been working on just out there hustling as a comic for a decade plus anyways yep. lots more to get into we're going to come back with our good bud mark anthony right here on inside joke hi this is lewis black and you're listening inside jokes which is why it's funny you idiot <laughs> Baby, I've been running ever since 
Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and streaming everywhere in the world on Global News Online. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, because you can't get outraged by subreddits that you can't see. We've got our good bud, Mark Anthony Synagoga, on the air with us. A man of many talents. We know him from his viral videos, sketch content, producing sold-out theater shows. He's literally on tour right now. He's out on the West Coast. Uh, and his debut album is out now. So, Mark Anthony, what's uh, where can where can we find this album? What's a little bit of some of the stuff you cover on this album? And, of course, it has a great title, too. Yeah, uh, it's called Well Fed. It's on all streaming platforms out there. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, whatever. Um, it's basically my whole life. It's all based around food, being Italian, living with my parents and with my grandparents, uh, growing up in the suburbs with multicultural little cul-de-sac that I lived in. So a lot of accents in there too, which is probably cancel worthy, but it's great. I love it. There we go. I love it. By the way, there is one thing I kind of wanted to get into earlier in the show with JP and Ron didn't get a chance to. Uh, I feel like you're a good one to throw this one too because you're out on tour right now. Plus, you've been out there pounding the pavement for years and years, the the traditional Canadian comedy way. What is the worst place you've ever had to go and perform in that you never would want to step foot back in again? It could be a town, it could be a venue. Usually, I feel like it's both. Uh, but don't lie to us, Mark. What what was a hole for you? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm going to say that Winnipeg is a place that just. I don't know what they what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to put a dome over that place. In Winnipeg. <laughs> I used to have a whole bit about that about F Winnipeg. Um, yeah. Holy, that place is something else. I mean, I've had some rough shows in Thunder Bay, but I have yeah. so many friends and people that come out in Thunder Bay that are great. Um, yeah, that, I, that I grand. Is yeah, your hometown. Skew on comedy? Isn't there skew on comedy? Like they just don't get the jokes. They just don't get funny. No, it's just it's just you have such a bad experience because it's so cold. People are so like depressed in Winnipeg. Yeah. It's you're like, why are you, any? Why is anyone here? I don't understand. Well, uh, that, Grant, Thunder Bay's uh, actual tourism slogan, by the way, is "Hey." It's like Winnipeg if you took away all the things. That's pretty much what it is. So that's the selling point for Thunder Bay. It's like, hey, do you like Winnipeg, but there's too much going on? Check, <laughs> check out what's happening here. Yeah, and then I throw Grand Prairie, Alberta in there because I've almost been stabbed there a couple of times. Like, yeah, I'm it'll like, happen. They'll get you. Uh, they'll get you there. And it's just like, there's too many young kids with too much oil money. And, you know, that is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I mean, I bought, uh, I was in Grand Prairie on tour with uh, Scott Belford and Natish Sakuja. For the sure. Cowboy, the Cowboys and Indian tour, which I don't know if you could do that uh, now. Uh, but at Grand Prairie, I remember buying condoms from a grocery store in Grand Prairie. And the lady, I feel like that was a religious place. She did not give me good looks for that one. Yeah, that place is only good for beef jerky, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Those condoms definitely went unopened and expired for the rest of that tour. Uh, but of course, so, okay, for you, for you, it'd be Winnipeg. I'd say Winnipeg, yeah. Speaking of, so this album, I mean, how much, and again, this is, of course, you kind of putting your own name out there as a stand-up, because again, a lot of people, especially fellow comics, always do see you as this booker, producer. Uh, we know you for your sketch stuff. 
How much of a different animal is this album, by the way, from all of the viral content that we know you for? Like, because some comics will do character stuff on their album. I know Hunter Collins does that, where it'll be like half sketch, half stand-up. But that is that a completely separate thing from what this album is? Yeah, it's all stand-up. Um, it's more of the actual me that you're getting. Um, and I have a lot of people who have listened to it or even come and see me live and they go, man, this is actually you. And whereas your videos and stuff online, we don't get a sense of who you actually are. Um, so that, that's what I like about stand-up. It's more of a, it's a personal extension, right? You know, it's an extension of yourself. And that's why I like working on it the most. And it's a, it's a solo operation. It's you working at it. And if you don't work at it, it doesn't grow. It doesn't, nothing happens. The joke doesn't, you know, um, get better, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So um, I think that uh, everyone should go and listen to it because they'll get a better idea on who I am. You know what I mean? There we go. And I mean, you kind of figured out the secret ingredient that a lot of comics overlook, which is when you are hosting and booking your own shows, that's the best writer's room there is. That's the best stage time. Cause you're up there emceeing, you're just spitballing new material and new ideas. Every single show it's, it's, it's a cherry gig for honing material. And I mean, this album is sort of, the proof is in the pudding, and that's why it's called Well Fed, by the way. Before we let you go, Mark Anthony Synagoga, for our listeners that don't know, where can we find you online, catch you coming up, all that good stuff? Yeah, you guys can find me at Not Mark Anthony on basically every social media platform, and it, uh, the comedy album Well Fed is everywhere. Spotify, you name it. Uh, hit my website, markanth.com, and that's it. There we go. Mark Anthony, thank go. you again so much, man. Shout out to our buddy Nima Naz on the road with Yoda on the West Coast. That is our show. Thank you again to our panel. Do not forget, you can catch all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. That's our panel. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is funny man, Mark Anthony. Enjoy. This is good. I'm happy to be here, guys. My name is Mark Anthony. I don't sing. I don't cut hair. <laughs> I don't know where JLo is. Like, <laughs> pleasure to meet you guys. Um, that is not a stage name. I just want you all to know that. At least one of you later is going to be like, what an idiot, stage name. Why would he do that? I wouldn't. <laughs> that is dumb. Could you imagine your host was like, ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian, The Rock. <laughs> then I come up here, you're like, that is not The Rock. <laughs> that looks like a bag of rocks. <laughs> you know? My last name is uh, Synagoga. I know it sounds like a Jewish nightclub. I didn't choose it. Yeah. Could you imagine a Jewish nightclub though? Like the two security guards are named like Bathurst and Steels. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Dreidel, cause the spinning never stops. I don't know. I have a Spanish first name and a Jewish last name, which makes me Italian, right? <laughs> I'm Italian, which means that I live at home with my parents who live at home with their parents. 